Welcome to episode number 12 of Collective Conversations, where it is my mission to tease out human potential in the multifamily space. I'm your host, Mike Brewer, and I have a very special guest with us today, the most super fantastic person in multifamily and multi-bestselling author, Gary Gregory. Gary, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You know, and, and Mike, I love how you're teasing you know, the multifamily world, it's like poking the bear or, you know, shaking the wasp nest that you're just, you're, you're trying to get some excitement and, and, you know, energy from the multi. And so I, I love that approach that you're poking and teasing it. So I, I love that. I just, I had to say that. Oh, I, I, I really appreciate that. I, I think having read through a lot of your information on, on LinkedIn and other places, I, I think that you and I share some common interest. And so I'm super excited <laughs> to dig into the topics today. And, uh, and uh, before we do that, I want to make sure that you get an opportunity to introduce yourself uh, and tell our audience and our viewers, we're a podcast and, and we also post out video, uh, but tell the audience and the viewers a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So my name is Gary Gregory. I'm a, um, a self-proclaimed leadership observationalist um, and transformational leadership coach. And I'm, I'm an author of two books and co-authored another one, best-selling author, um, just blessed that I was, you know, I took that chance to do that. I've been in the multifamily industry for over 20 years now and um, started in student housing, privatized student housing here in Texas, and eventually moved into, you know, the tr traditional multifamily housing and, uh, you know, kind of played all types of roles, parts in student housing and multifamily housing. So I feel like I've I've had some incredible leaders in my career path. And I've learned so much and you've taken so many notes from all of those leaders. And it's it's amazing how many post notes that you'll take from leaders in your career path. And I think that's probably and I know I'm going off on tangent, but I, that's that's what I do, Mike. I apologize in advance. But I think when you um, when you have those great leaders and even not so great leaders, always have post notes with you take those kind of notes because there's hidden gems in everything and when you're observing and aware to find those gems it's it's unbelievable you'll find the good gems and you'll find the other kind of fool's gold that you never want to mess with again you never want to repeat um but those gems that you find and and mike i can't tell you how many notes I've got from my supervisors in the past that have been, you know, Gary, you need to work on this. Gary, <laughs> let's 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 kind of redirect you, Gary. And I and I love that. And I, and all of those notes have have served me so well uh in my career path. So I just, you know, I give big thanks to my leaders um in 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 my career just because they've they've helped me become who I am today. And, you know, I, I tell their stories in some instances and in, in the books that I've written. Um, so that's a little bit about me. I know I went off on a tangent, but, you know. Oh, no, I, I think you and, and yeah, just for our audience, I think our audience is probably used to this by now that we're, we have no script here. We just kind of, whatever comes to mind and whatever we seem to uh, think uh, is a value for, for uh, our audience, we'll just go for it. But, uh, you know, I, I think you hit on something really important in that there are just as many lessons in on the downside you, you refer to them as fool's gold there as there are the the things that are really of value right and mm -hmm. and i uh 
I, I have those instances in my career where I've said, that is something I will never do to someone <laughs> else, right? That didn't feel good. And I'm not going to do that to someone else. But but yeah. those lessons are just as important as those that are are uh, really of value. And I think it's it's a customized thing, right? No, oh, absolutely. And, and you know, a, a, and I've, I've probably butcher the quote, but, you know, a wise person will learn from the mistakes of other people. And then I know there's a preface to that that quote, but I really do believe. And if you you know, and it really is a for me, it's been a being aware and observing those leaders in your path and and seeing the things that they do. And, you know, if it's good stuff, you emulate it. If it's right. not so good stuff, you're like, all right, just like you said, I will never do that to another person. And I bring myself back over to those, you know, the gyms. And, you know, it's just, it's a part of observing and being, you know, involved in that leadership, you know, process. I have a, a question that just keyed off something you just said, awareness. And, and I think awareness is a, huge, maybe over-promoted or under-promoted word, but awareness is how do you personally go about cultivating awareness such that when those those moments, those teachable moments present themselves, that you actually imbue them or or at least take them in? How how do you go about doing that? Because I think many times people sort of walk through the world either distracted or numb mm-hmm. and they're not aware, so they don't get those little nuggets that come yeah. along. How do you do that? Oh, yeah. It's it's like a lot of us will be head down, butt up just because, you know, we're so focused on the task or that checklist that we've got to get through. And we miss those amazing moments. And uh, one of my favorite books, I'm, um, oh, my God, I can't remember that. It's, it's about the fish market in Seattle Pikes Place. Oh, fish yeah, market. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that has always stuck with me is um, there's a lesson in that book. It's called Be There. And so wherever you are, be there, be in that moment, be aware of that moment and understand that, you know, there's some amazing things that will happen if you're there in that moment. And so uh, to to capture all of those those gems, you have to make a choice that, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take care of my tasks. I'm going to take care of the projects, the things that I have to do. And I'm going to make a choice to be aware of my surroundings, be aware of, you know, it's kind of like a customer service approach. You know, you have to be aware of your surroundings or you miss things, you know, and if, and if you miss something with a customer service experience, then, you know, you got an upset customer, upset resident. But if you miss things in a leadership lesson approach, you miss something that could take you to the next step, the next level. And it's always out there. I mean, it's always around you. And it's, it's just a matter of making a choice to say, hey, I'm going to be here in this moment, no matter where I'm at. And I'm, I'm going to look for these things. I'm constantly looking for these things. You know, in fact, you know, watching some of your your videos, your YouTubes and, and podcasts, I, I love watching for your, you know, your energy and your uh, attention to those details. I think that's fantastic because I, I can see you've got that awareness about you. And then. When those moments happen, if you're like, you know, it's it, it's that little light bulb that pops in your head, you know, it's it's honestly it's that post a note. Or if you're out and about, I know on my cell phone I've got a notes section on my my cell phone, and it takes a minute to to just make a note to say, hey, this was this was something I need to ponder on later. 
And, and, you know, if you have that awareness, if you're there in that moment, then you really do, you know, have that opportunity to find those gems and make them your own. I mean, it's just they're out there. You just you just got to make that choice to collect them. It's it's so right, I, and I think you're so spot on with the uh, wh- whatever your mechanism is to to idea capture, mm-hmm. um, be it the post-it note, be it the phone, be it, <laughs> be it whatever mechanism. It's it's important because how many times has this happened to you, Gary? Where you, for for whatever reason, let's say you didn't have a post-it note handy or your cell phone wasn't handy, which seems weird, but <laughs> but anyway, right. so something wasn't there, and that that light bulb moment escapes you. Uh, but later it comes back around to you by way of someone else, right? Yeah. Yeah. That takes that idea that you thought of at some point in time and actually makes application of it. And you're, and you're sitting back going, no, that was my idea. Right. <laughs> that happens, right? Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, you know, the, the older I get, the more I forget. And so that's why those post-it notes on the phone are so valuable to me. Um, and so I just, you know, I make every effort to keep those handy because and I'll tell you a strange story, Mike, but to me, it was valuable. I, this weekend, I was able to visit my mom and dad in Houston and my dad's been retired for 10 plus years. And we're goofing around in the kitchen, talking finishing up a meal. And my dad is loading the dishwasher. Sounds pretty mundane, kind of a typical household task, but it was the way he was doing it. You know, so my dad took over, took over that, that, that task, that chore from my mom, because, you know, they, now that he's retired, they're splitting duties and whatnot. But the way my dad was loading the dishwasher, it was an event. He was, you know, he was, he was enjoying it. He was dancing around. He was kind of like shaking the glasses and putting them in. The, and it was just so, it was so surreal, so silly that I was like, you know what, that's that right there is a lesson. You know, my dad, as mundane as it it sounds to load a dishwasher, we've all done it. It's the way he did it. It's the way he enjoyed it. He created that experience. And to me, that was a lesson that I I honestly and I, I wrote it down in my phone, loading a dishwasher. That was that was the header of my note. No matter what you do, create make it an experience. It doesn't matter what, whether you're a groundskeeper, you're picking up trash, whether you're a lease consultant, you know, you're you're helping a resident or a guest, make it an experience. And to me, that moment with my dad, silly as it was, loading the dishwasher, creating an experience with that was a gem that I was able to collect and make a note. And I'm 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 like, okay, how can I apply this? Where can I include this? Where can I share this with other people? Because I felt like it was such an incredible lesson, incredible gem from a mundane task. Oh, it's it. That's I really appreciate you sharing that. It, it it's a uh, it it's interesting to me in that the the most simple things in life, right? If you if you add a little shake of emotion, right? Yeah, a little yeah. shake of I'm going to use drama and theater as the words, but I don't mean them in the in maybe the nest the, the negative sense. But- <laughs> But you add a little bit of that that theater uh, or emotion to a task like that, and look now you have a remarkable and memorable story that you'll yeah. 
it'll help others, right? Right. And and Mike, I think you know the the word that that I would use in that that instance is my dad was creating a transformational moment in mm-hmm. a transactional task. Oh, good. Yes. And and you know I find that so valuable because so often you you know I'll give you an example. You go to the grocery store. You you check out. You pay the money. You get your receipt and you walk out. That's it. It's a transaction. Buy a donut. You give them money to give you a donut. What do you need the receipt for? But it's still a transaction. But if you can create a transformational moment, like my dad did, being goofy, loading the dishwasher, creating that experience. If you can apply that transformational thought process, you know, it's to say, hey, you know what? I may be a groundskeeper. I'm the groundskeeper. And I'm going to create transformational moments no matter where I'm at. So if I'm out walking the community and I'm picking up trash and I see a resident, do I keep my head down, butt up and, you know, keep picking up the trash? Or do I look up and wave or say hello to them? That's a that's a simple transformational moment. And and you can apply that to so many different every experience we have with a, a person is has an opportunity to be transformational. And I think that's what creates such a a colorful, vibrant opportunity to engage and create relationships with the people around you, whether coworkers, residents, applicants, customers, vendors, whatever. If you're creating those moments, it, it just it takes it to another level. I, I I think you're so right, and I I think there's a powerful lesson in there for for all of us is that in that. You know, we have this, I think, innate desire, especially in a social media world, that we make this huge splash with all of, you know, it has to be massive to go viral and it, you know, it just has to be over the top. Nope. No, nope, doesn't. No. I, you know, and you're absolutely right because, you know, a lot of people are out there and I think there's value in a lot of things people say, like Grant Cardone, you got a 10 exit, you got to go big or go home kind of thing. And I think I truly believe there's value in that in certain respects. And I believe there's value in that one-on-one connection. You know, if that groundskeeper is standing out there picking up the trash or whatever they may be doing in the moment, and that resident's walking by, and that groundskeeper just happens to say, hey, how you doing? Waves at them. You never know what that resident was going through that day or what they were thinking before they got into their car to, to commute to go to work. And that simple connection could transform their day. Maybe that resident was thinking, you know, hey, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, it's, I've got tons of projects. No one likes me, blah, blah, blah. You know, all of these scenarios, you know, especially in the moment with COVID, everyone's just stressed. And if we can add a moment of brevity, a moment of happiness, a smile, a connection, engagement, just a simple wave, a simple hello. How you doing? It's good to see you. You never know how that can transform somebody's day, and uh-huh. and I, I love that. It's just I find so much so much value in that. I think you know you can go big, of course, and that that's that's great. But it's that one on one connection I believe is just is what creates the viral the I don't know virality yeah. whatever. <laughs> But I do. I, I think that one-on-one connection that we have the opportunity, especially in the multifamily industry, that we have that 
opportunity to connect with people in their homes. They come into the office and we have that opportunities. I mean, no matter what the scenario, hey, can you, I, I've got a light bulb out. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, there's that connection point. And the maintenance guys go into their apartments and they're like, hey, I'm here to change your light bulb. How are you doing today? It's so great to see another connection point. And before you know it, there's engagement. There's, there's you know, um, a feeling of community. Go go figure. And in, in, in an apartment community, because there's those moments that we take advantage of. It's like awareness, you know. Not only do we look for the gold in the leadership lessons, but we got to look for the gold in the connection points with the people that were around. That that's so right. It has a it has a compounding effect over even a short bit of time, but certainly over a long bit of time. And it 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 reminds me of a. I won't be able to. Hopefully, I'll be able to find this video. We'll link it up in the show notes. But there's a there's a video where somebody walks into a coffee shop and there are all these bubbles above everyone's head, right? And somebody's having financial problems, somebody's having a relationship problem. And, and the person who goes up to order a cup of coffee starts this whole sort of knock-on effect where they they compliment the barista and then the mm-hmm. barista who's having a bad day compliments someone else and so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden there's a whole new thought bubble process happening, right? Yeah, it really is. And, and you don't know, to your point, you don't know the power and you may never see the fruit, right? But it, it it's there. It happens. And, and Mike, I'll tell you this story. This is kind of a weird story, but it, this story actually made it into my first book. <clears throat> I'm, I'm in a drive-thru and I'm, I'm I'm sitting in the drive-thru and this person that comes across the little speaker, he was like, hey, how are you doing? It's great to thank you so much for being. I mean, it was just like not not anything you would expect from a drive-thru speaker. And I, I was so in the moment engaged with this conversation with this guy taking my order, I was like, I almost forgot to drive up to the the window to collect it because I was just, and so I get to the window and there's the guy. I'm like, and he's like, hey, how you doing, man? I have some great selections. Here's your meal, and and was just, I was like blown away by how like how engaging this person went. His attitude was like over the top, and I was like, I was loving it, eating it up. And so wouldn't you know it, I, I get my food and I go park my car. I get out, I go back inside the low fast food place. And I'm like, hey, can I talk to the guy just for a moment that just helped me in, in you know, in the drive through? And of course, you know, the first thing that goes through a manager's mind is like, oh, no, what happened? And that's, you know, it's kind of sad, but, you know, we're kind of geared towards negativity. Sure. And so the guy came out and he was still pretty cheerful and everything, you know, even though normally we'd be like putting our defenses up and getting ready. And I was like, hey, listen, I have to tell you how incredible you were. Can you please tell me why you were so incredible? And he tells me the story about, you know, hey, I used to be in places where people didn't want me. I used to experience these things where. Um, it wasn't pleasant. And I said to myself, if I ever get a chance to be in, in an opportunity to make people feel welcome, that's what I'm going to do. That was my decision. And I, I still kind of get a little goosebumps every time I tell the story or think about it. But it was this guy that was, he was creating an experience in a mundane task, a drive through person, but yeah. he owned it. He was there in that moment saying, you know, 
hey, I'm going to make the best of a drive-through experience because he wanted to make people feel welcome when, you know, because he had a previous experience where that wasn't the case. So he made that decision learning from those gold nuggets of, you know, or the fool's gold, what not to do and created a better experience. And I was blown away by this guy and I had to thank him profusely and, you know, ended up videotaping our conversation with him just because I, it was just so fantastical and, you know, just a wonderful guy. Oh, that, you know, it, it brings back to mind your, your concept of transformational leadership in, in that leadership doesn't necessarily have to come from say manager, say regional manager, say this is a, a, a line employee, so to speak. And, and he had, he had transformational leadership with himself Yep. Right. And yep. then also with other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's incredible. And, and I talk about that in my book. I truly believe leadership. There's a formula to leadership. Yeah. And in my book, I, it's internal plus external equals overall. And Go you got to you got to start with internal and that's you. You got to build you. You got to make all these kind of decisions. You got to build up you. You got to read books. You got to connect with people. You got to. You know, whether it's a coach, a mentor, an alignment, you got to build you. And then from that, what you put in your, you know, your heart and who you become as a person, you can start sharing that with other people. And that's where the external piece comes in. And what whatever you share, you transform other people through who you become, inspires other people to do more, to do better. And then when you start inspiring other people to do more, to do better, then you get the the result of overall leadership. Other people start emulating you, copying you, becoming a better version of themselves through the things that you did. So it's internal plus external equals overall leadership. You start duplicating. You become that leadership factory, as I like to call it. Because, But it starts with you. You've got to make that decision internally to do these things to better yourself and to really look for opportunities. It makes a huge difference. Oh, no, no doubt about it. And, and, and would you agree that, that that is likely the hardest work you will ever do? Look, looking yourself in the mirror <laughs> and realizing that it's, it's the yeah. internal work, right? Yeah, it's the internal work, figuring, out, figuring yourself out. And that's, you know, and again, I talk about it in my book, but it takes when you start working on that internal piece it takes connecting with the right alignments because those alignments will challenge you they'll put you know and if you have that good connection relationship with them whether it's an alignment a coach or a mentor they will tell you the truth in a constructive way to help you get better and that's hard if you, you know if you have a spirit of offense it's hard at first and you got to get over it and, you know, and I, and I promise you, when, when I was going through this and my, you know, coming up in my career in the multifamily industry, I had some tough leaders with some tough love. And they're like, Gary, you know, I, you could tell when, when your leader comes up to you and you're like, Gary, you know, I'm like, oh, man, here it comes. And I knew I was like, all right, I'm in for it. I did something wrong. I get it. I, I accept it. I take account. I take responsibility for it. Let me learn from this. Let me get my post-it note or my my whatever. Let me write it down. Let's work on this internal piece. So because once I get this right, well, well, you never truly get it right. You just keep growing it. 
I can start helping other people. And that was kind of my thought process is if I can get me better in my role in the multifamily industry, then that gives me an opportunity to help other people get better and, and duplicate, duplicate this effort across the board. So I'm, I'm curious, was there, was there a crescendo moment or a story you could tell about you accepting, right? Finally getting to the point or to the moment where you could actually take feedback in, internalize it, and actually change yourself as a result of that. Is there a just a more a pronounced moment where <laughs> something happened where you went, oh, I got it. It was got one it. of those moments. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you, it was it was probably from, you know, a pretty epic failure that that I created. Totally. I own it. Totally own it. When I was working in student housing, we would, you know, of course, you know how the student housing works. You just you get everything ready over the summer and then you move in hundreds, if not thousands of people within a couple of days. Right. Well, my role at the time was director of housing and residence lead or residence life. And so everything was under my umbrella. And so I had the brainchild of deciding to, to do the lease signing at the time in another part of campus in another building. I was like, okay, we can accommodate these people. You know, I'm thinking in my head, we can accommodate the people. We can send my resident advisors over there. We'll have all of the paperwork, or so I assumed, over there, and everything would be correct, or so I assumed. <laughs> and we'll just do everything over there and then kind of freeze up space in the, the residence halls, and, you know, the parents and the students can, you know, drive around and move stuff. So I'm thinking in my head that this is going to work, you know, and we're all so head down, butt up focused on the task, getting things ready. And we don't take a step back and look at the big picture and realize, hey, maybe this isn't the best idea to, to push this so far away. And this is before cell phones. Oh, no. So can, you can imagine. So we, we, we're all geared up and we push all this over to another side of campus. And so I feel horrible to this day what I did to my team my my senior resident advisors are running back from the you know the UC center going hey Gary we 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 made a mistake on this lease we need to read okay type in a new one all right and they run back and then here comes another one we you know we blah 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 the key doesn't work all right let's fix run and it was it was in that moment and then after the dust settled I could see the look in my my team's face and then my my supervisor at the time came in. And was like, Gary? I was like, all right, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, and she truly kind of broke it down to me and, you know, and shared with me her thoughts, her, you know, her feedback. And it was all constructive, but it was hard. And in that moment, I, I realized I truly should have stopped as in my role. I should have taken a step back look at the big picture and ask for help and asked, said, Hey boss at the time, wonderful lady. I still love her to death. Still keep in touch with her. Say, Hey, here's my plan. What do you think? And that, that moment, had I just took a step back, try to look at the big picture, be vulnerable in some respect and say, what do you think? Here's my plan. What, what are your thoughts on had I done that? It would have been a different story. Oh, and yeah. so that was kind of one of those moments to, for me was, I, I have to figure this out. 
because I I never want to see the look in my team's face when they were just like, you know, exhausted and, and frustrated that I had created something that was essentially an epic failure. And, you know, and I realized I, you got to ask for help and you got to take that feedback and you got to be vulnerable with your plans and your thoughts and your 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 whatever. That was the moment. And and it's still kind of, I don't want to say it haunts me to this day, but it's still <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I never want that to happen again. Well, I, I got to tell you that that yielded a word that I think if if we I think we're nearing our, our time here just to keep keep our conversation concise. I I uh, the word vulnerable or the V word, I I love <laughs> I love, love, love that word. And it is the hardest word to make application of. And and so I I'm interested um, because I think our audience would be interested. How have you made application of that crescendo moment that yielded this sort of vulnerability lesson for you in future uh, decision making processes, so to speak? How did you make application of that? Oh, yeah. So vulnerability is just you have we all have a spirit of offense, meaning when we we put something together, we create a task or we complete a project or whatever. There's there's, you know, a sense of ownership and a sense of like, I did this. This is my baby. Don't you dare call my baby ugly. Right. (laughs) But essentially, you've got to take your baby and say, hey, what do you think? Is the baby ugly or is it okay? Or what, you know, should we change the clothes, change the diaper, whatever? And when you do that, sometimes you, you, you know, that vulnerability helps you do better. And you got to realize that's um, one of the things that really sticks with me is it's not about you. It's through you that okay. leadership happens. And so I had to really kind of come to grips with that and understand that, you know, it's it's not about me, but it's through me that these things can happen, that the leadership can happen, that my team can work on themselves and grow and get better. Or I can provide value to the company and help them, you know, be better. I can align myself with them, but it's it's not about me. It's through me that I do this. Oh, Gary, speaking of crescendo moments, I, I think I, I hate to draw this conversation to a close, but keeping it in our in our format, yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes plus minus that that is such a good lesson to to cap this conversation with. It's not say that one more time that that was just powerful. How you. Put yeah, that. it's it's not about me, but it's through me that I create the leadership. Oh, so good. So good. If if you've heard nothing else in this conversation, <laughs> hear that and make the application of that. It, Write it, it down. Get your post-it down. note. That's exactly <laughs> right. Pull out that post-it note or that cell yeah. phone or whatever it is. Capture that uh, or come back here and listen again because that is powerful. That's worth its good. weight goal. <laughs> Gary, I, I this has been a tremendous conversation. I, and I hope someday we can do a round two because there is so much more I think we could talk about. Yeah, I would and, love to come back and chat with you. Yeah, and as I mentioned, even uh, leading into our, or actually pressing the record button, I I have your books ordered now. As soon as I consume those two, I'm sure I'm going to have a million questions for you. So I'd love to have you back for round two, and we can dive into that material a little bit more. But before we uh, before we wind up here, I'd love for you to just tell uh, tell people where they can learn more about you, promote your book, whatever you want to say as an MCAP, uh, The the floor is yours. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate the time to to chat with you and connect. You can reach me at my website. It's thegarygregory.com. And I got a whole story about the 
kind of thing. We can talk about that later. But thegarygregory.com, my book, you can find it on Amazon. My most recent one is The Super Fantastic Process. It's about becoming a leader. And I I just, I, this is so much from, you know, my career path that's in that book that helped me write that book. And so I, there's such a value in that book that you can just pull out of it and apply it today when you read it. So um, check me out, thegarygregory.com. Check out my books um, on Amazon. Grab you one. And, and I will, I love to say, create your super fantastic. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Gary. You know, oh, I just I just had a bright idea. Maybe it's bright. As soon as you publish that next book, we'll make that around too. So I love it. We'll work on it. <laughs> we can, you can be on we'll, as you tour around to launch the book, we'll be on your uh, podcast uh, um, timeline. So sounds I'll, great. Gary, it's been wonderful. I appreciate it. And for everybody out there in the audience or viewing, uh, we'll catch you again next time. Take care.